It's time to slow it down, steadily grinding. And this is the big doggy dog. dog. And I ain't talked about no Air Force Ones. I just got This is your show after Aqua Velva Showman. Oh my god, my skin feels so good as you hear me stroke my skin. Um, Do you have a fresh pair of pennies on? <laughs> For February 1st, 2023. How's it going? Oh my god, 223? On February 1st, 2023? Holy Jesus. Um, I'm recording this way too late because I've been way too fucking busy. And then uh, I'm sleep deprived a little bit. Uh, this is a spiritual sequel to episode 109 Feb- from, holy shit, exactly almost four years ago, February 6th, 2019. Why you need Sean McBay in your life. Uh, go listen to that because I'm going to dive right in, which is uh, apparently uh, there's a bit of a football talk, but it's more of a diversity talk, you know, to say. Uh, in the NFL, the National Football League Super Bowl is coming up. The Carolina Panthers hired a new head coach. Carolina Panthers, if you don't know, they're, which Carolina is it? Um, the team is based out of South Carolina, but they really serve both Carolina, so that's why it's just a Carolina. And the owner, the owner, owner of the team is David Tepper, who is a very famous, kind of like Steve Cohen, Wall Street dude hedge fund, whatever, made a lot of money, and then he came to the league a few years ago, and people praise the hiring, it's like, this guy has a lot of money, that's a lot of financial security, at the same time, does he have experience, you know, and yesterday, you know, he hired a very unconventional, kind of like nuanced thinking hire, which is what I really talked about in episode 109, four years ago, which is uh, NFL, just like any organization, not just sports, it's a monkey-see-monkey-do business. If it seems like it works over there, we'll work it over here. So David Tepper over there decided to hire a college offense-minded coach named Matt Rule. He completely flopped after two and a half seasons, and then he just got hired by University of Nebraska. What a privilege. Um, that aside, they decided to go get a new head coach after having a temporary you know, caretaker-slash-interim head coach, Steve Wilkes, who, in my opinion, got screwed out out of the Arizona Cardinals in 2018 season. I'm not going to go into their history, but he's a black man and a black coach, which is very, very few in a league that is majority black players. And it is, obviously, there's a systematic problem and there's a lawsuit pending, uh, ongoing between the NFL and the organizations and a few black coaches, including Steve Wilkes, um, with the Miami Dolphins case a while back. Uh, I'm not going to go deep into that. Regardless, there's a systematic problem here when it comes to hiring and the funnel of it, which I talked about in that 2019 episode and this group think of like keep hiring the same lookalike people. And unfortunately, the Carolina Panthers, in my opinion, at least from the optics perspective, continue with that by hiring Frank Reich, who I have seen way too long as an Indianapolis Colts fan. And granted, he got screwed when Andrew Luck retired. And Frank Wright, if you're a Bills fan, you remember who he is. He's the one that got you the Buffalo Bills into the Super Bowl back in 1992 in a comeback against the Houston Oilers at that time. Uh, But he's also made a name for himself as a player, uh, as a backup quarterback, uh, you know, playing on a franchise, you know, expansion franchise like the Carolina Panthers back in the day. And he actually was like vital to get the Philadelphia Eagles to win their Super Bowl in 2017, 18, was it? Yeah, that one. Then he became a head coach with the Colts 
when he thought he had a franchise quarterback in Andrew Luck, but he retired in like after one season, and they had a carousel of you know used quarterbacks, and he got screwed out. And Carolina Panthers decided to not retain Steve Wilkes as a head coach, who did really well, six and six, after the whole team started one and five. But only Steve Wilkes, you know, downside of the hiring is that. Uh, number one, he's a defensive-minded coach. You know, Steve Wilson is a defensive coordinator who got elevated into interim head coach position. Uh, and another thing that they said, why Frank Wright over all the other candidates, is that um, according to the general manager, he has what they call, he, you know, Frank Wright was, quote, dialed in with his plan and in his second-level thinking, unquote. I don't know what that fucking means, <laughs> but I'm sure they're not going to diverge or the confidential interview information, but I just go like, we wanted an offensive-minded coach because this team, the Carolina Panthers, pronouns pal, have not had a stable you know, quarterback, and then they'll probably draft one, I'm assuming, in the draft position that they're in. But I just go like, all right, we want the offensive mindset, you know. And then that's why I'm referring back to episode 109, where four years ago, after Sean McVay, the uh, head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, was having success, getting to the Super Bowl in his like second year or so, and all of a sudden, all these uh, teams, you know, hire you know a bunch of unproven offensive coordinators, unproven as a head coach and a game manager. Into all these head coaching positions at the time, I think used the photos of Zach Taylor, the Bengals, uh, Adam Gase when he was on the Dolphins, and that changed to Mike McDaniel, and you know the Ryan Gosling on field, which is Arizona Cardinals or Cliff Kingsbury, who has never had a proven track record, especially in the second half of the season, in college or in the NFL. And we have had multiple hirings following this that is very similar. So Nick Sirianni, who was insistent under Frank Reich, you know, as a quarterback's coach and whatnot, and won the Super Bowl, was the offensive coordinator for the Colts, and now is taking the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, you know, obviously on the Niners, he was the offensive coordinator in the Washington, at that time, the Foreskins, and then the Atlanta Falcons, who blew it in the Super Bowl, if you remember right. And took the Niners to the Super Bowl once and has been a very, very competitive team on the field. And there are others like Los Angeles Chargers with the uh, uh, Staley, uh, Josh McDaniel, Oakland Raiders, uh, Brian Dabble on the Giants, who was the offensive coordinator in the Bills for the longest time, um, and so on and so forth. Yes. Sorry, I had to sneeze a little bit. Etc. I can go on and on and on about these people. Oh, Kevin O'Connor and the Minnesota Vikings, who was on the uh, Rams system before he came to the Vikings. And Jim Harbaugh thought he had a job shoe in, and he didn't. Oh, uh, who else? Denver Broncos, before they uh, fired him, Nathaniel Hackett. I talked about that, how that was a terrible hire. Um, Green Bay Packers, what? Matt LaFleur, who was an assistant somewhere, was an offensive mindset. You know, I can go on and on and on and on about all these motherfuckers. And they say, we want the offensive-minded coach. If you left the story there, I would be like, whatever. They got what they wanted. And then people ask, like, what about Jim Caldwell, who is black and who was also in the Colts and has had a track, you know, 
really good track record of you know turning the offense around and working with various types of veterans of levels of quarterback you know including for the lions before that with the colts before the colts decide to tank this fucking season and he turned the baltimore ravens offense around and they got into the super bowl and they won the fucking super bowl 10 years ago exactly 10 years ago actually This exact, and then the hiring pipeline, that's one thing. But David Tepper, in the conference call yesterday, in the introductory press conference, flat out said uh, he is trying to end the old boys' network of the NFL ownership, and then all that. So, ESPN article here. I'm just going to read the intro paragraphs, a couple of them. Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper, despite hiring Frank Reich over Steve Wilkes as the team's sixth head coach, insists on Tuesday, insisted on Tuesday, he's doing what he can to break up the old boys network in the NFL. The old boys network of mostly white owners has a history of not putting minority candidates in positions of power, particularly as it pertains to head coaches. There are currently only three black head coaches in the NFL, Todd Bowles of the Buccaneers, Mike Tomlin of Pittsburgh Steelers, and D'Amico Ryans of the Houston Texans, who hired him Tuesday. In addition, Mike McDaniel of the Miami Dolphins identifies himself as biracial. So three and a half (laughs) out of 32 teams. Panthers hired Reich, who is white, over Wilkes, who is black. Tepper insisted race had nothing to do with the decision. He pointed to his executive team that includes his wife, Nicole, the chief administrative officer. What the fuck job title is this? <sighs> Christy Coleman, the chief administrative officer. Wait a minute. Keisha Smith, a black woman who is a senior vice president that oversees human resources. And Tanya Taylor, a general counsel who is a black woman. Quote, we have probably the most diverse executive team in the NFL right now. We are probably a minority of white men on our executive team right now. That's where it starts. That's America. How do you break that old boys network? How do you break that process? You break the process by trying to get the best people possible in every role you can do. Whether it's the new general manager or the general counsel we hired, who happens to be an African-American woman, whether it happens to be Frank Wright, who is a Caucasian male, unquote. I'm sorry, this sounds no different from the fucking Wall Street and the fucking Silicon Valley tech executive leadership talk in the C-suites or whatever, which is, hey, we have diversity. It's only 25%, 30%, especially in the women at the executive level. Now, I'm not saying just put women in there, but if you look at the tendency of where that executive and the board leadership goes, it's usually some shit like this, which is like head of HR or head of marketing or head of experiences or some fucking shit. And granted, there's more pipeline of the, the female uh, leadership and then the management like that's more prevalent there for easier hiring. That said, if David Tepper is like fucking serious, like really, really objective look at this and have the gall and the balls to say this shit, I'll be like, hey, so what about from the executive leadership? Fucking great. But at the end, it's called the National Football League. It ain't a national fanboy league or national fucking fanning league or none of that shit. The key word there is a fucking football. Where is a football executive leadership that includes a head coach 
that is a day-to-day that manages a day-to-day operation, week-to-week coaching, you know, month-to-month scouting, and then a season-to-season team development. I'm sure they'll make a pretty like forward effort to hire. Hey, we're gonna hire more black offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators. Hey, Steve was one of them. You know all that shit. But I'm like, what? And then they go, it's offensive minded. But that basically is the root of the fucking problem with this like continued like vicious cycle in my view, which I talked about four years ago. All people can think about is a bright offensive mind that said is like it all comes from. Young white people who have not done shit, you know, in my age group, millennial or whatever. Fucking Cliff Kingsbury, who hasn't done shit as a player or as a head coach of a college or an NFL team. And he fucking bounced off of a USC position that he got out of privilege, in my fucking opinion, as an offensive coordinator and said, I'm going to spurn that to go to fucking NFL, which I don't knock as a financial and a professional decision. But at the same time, now the image is etched in these old boys network that, oh, Cliff coaching the NFL because he somehow shoot himself in the privileged position to coach Kyler Murray. And he came in after the season before that for the Arizona Cardinals. Steve, you know, screwed over Steve Wilkes, screwed over Josh Rosen, the quarterback who never developed and then the team that never settled. And then they just basically did control Z and then hired this dude and then a new head, you know, new quarterback and everything. And look how that fucking turned out. I don't knock Frank Reich. I think he's a great coach. I really, I really do think so. I think his experience on the Colts was a byproduct of a shitty ownership and a shitty management who should just like let things settle after Andrew Luck left. And he's coming here where I'm assuming that David Tepper is going to be a little more hands-off on this. But David Tepper, as a brand new NFL owner, thinks he's smarter than everybody, comes in and hired Matt Rule, who has never coached at a professional rank whatsoever, give him an albatross of a fucking contract that's like $25 million for five years or six years or whatever, or 35, and then going to pay him off because he can just afford it. And Matt Rule just getting that NFL mantra, the image, getting his, like, fucking title inflation up, is getting a job in a Big Ten school. And I'm going, that's great. Like, has he really suffered his consequences for shitty coaching that he did at the adult level? Has Cliff Kingsbury suffered? Now he's just like, I'm not taking a job anything less than a fucking NFL. I go, all right, but I don't think you're a good fucking offensive coordinator. And I'm just like, hey, we passed over Steve Wilkes. He's defensive-minded. All right. What about Jim Caldwell? What about Brian Leftwich? What about Eric Bieniemy? The other offensive coordinators who are black in this league. When will they get their shot? And I don't know how Frank Reich's going to do. And to be honest, like, I don't know how if anybody comes in with a shit show that is a Carolina Panthers is going to do. But, and even if you hire him, the reality is that you'll get a Steve Wilk situation where, hey, I did my job six and six. I don't even get considered past the first round. Hey, I got screwed over in 2018. Hey, when I'm, when's my shot going to come in? Which is a crux of the whole Brian Flores and Steve Wilkes and the lawsuit against the NFL. There's a discriminatory practice, whether it, you know, 
whether they're solidly thinking it because it's the old boys network or something. I really don't think this David Tepper saying, we're trying to break the old boys network. I understand where he's coming from, where if you look at the cases like the Washington football team slash the commanders having ridiculous amount of sexual harassment and literally the old boys network, whatever, sending nudie pics to between each other in a fucking email because they're that fucking old. Like, I get it. That is beyond just a football operation from their head of the HR, their CEO, their legal. I get it. But the name of the game in this fucking league and then what produces the money in this franchise is the National Football League. You can't go to fucking McDonald's and be like, hey, we're going to have the chief burger officer. But we're really diverse. So we have the chief financial officer who is a woman. We have a chief people officer who is a transgender woman oh but our chief you know strategy officer who put who puts the burger to the chief burger officer let's call it he's white he knows how he how it works in this community which mostly goes to you know majority of our franchise are in black communities and other minority communities really this white dude is a chief black officer a burger officer the name of the game is mcdonald's and it's fucking burgers don't come up and tell me our HR is a woman or, you know, or whatever. You get the idea. It's a, it's a shitty virtue signaling, a marketing gimmick. Because none of those positions put the business's like best interest and their strength and then their core functionality into where the minorities are in place to give them an opportunity and succeed. And to be honest, like, I, I don't understand. This is the whole subtle implicit bias that david tepper probably doesn't realize himself but then again i guess his wife is a chief administrative officer of course wife's gonna tell him you're doing great honey that's your fucking executive leadership so get the fuck out of here <laughs> you're doing great honey we have a very strong black woman as a chief legal officer and a very strong woman as our hr head yeah as opposed to what other corporations in America doesn't have that already, right? You're not putting the minorities into a position of success or opportunity. I feel like you need to give that... If you were serious about this shit, breaking the old boys network, I would give fucking Jim Caldwell a three-year contract, $40 million, and be like, oh, have at it. What the fuck? Our franchise is shit. Hey, can you get us to the fucking Detroit Lions level when you coach them to like fucking decent nine and seven seasons, three seasons in a row? We haven't been nine and seven since 2015, okay? And, you know, Jim brings his like crew over and then that he'll get his Nick Sirianis. He'll have his Mike McDaniels. He'll have, you know, his new Todd Bowleses and others. And I'm sure Bruce Arians was saying this when he was in the Buccaneers before he retired. He had like Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, and all those people. Andy Reid has the Eric Bieniemy, and, you know, all those. And they're trying hard. You know, some of these head coaches, I really applaud them for actually trying, unlike these fucking owners who say it but never fucking walk it. Trying to look for cheap victories. Talking Wall Street talk. You know, not realizing what's at a ground level and what the fundamental that should be done. I am more mad about that from David Tepper more than anything. And it's very condescending to me. He goes like, well, I'm trying to break the old boys network. Well, shit, you haven't broken it for your core fucking function of your business, David. 
So anyways, I leave it there. You know, I, I, I wish all of them the best. I'm not a Panthers fan. I think I can, you know, I think Frank Reich is a really good coach. I like him a lot. I really think he got screwed at the end of it, but, you know, it's a hard job in the NFL, you know, trying to survive, right? You know, so I don't knock him. I think Steve Wilkes be a head coach somewhere. I hope somebody gives him a chance. Same for Jim Caldwell. We're waiting for it for six years. I'm mad that Matt Patricia was hired instead of Jim Caldwell. And I talked about this in another episode as like as a fucking what was it? Bill Belichick disciples had none of them fucking work out because they're all acting like they're fucking police. I'm not gonna talk about that. But anyways, what do you think? Email me at aa-show at outlook.com. Email me at aa-show at outlook.com and then uh we'll see you next week for the Valentine's Day. All right. <laughs>